Hello and welcome to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine Tomlinson and I founded Oxford Clay, an eco-conscious pottery company. So on this podcast, we're gonna be talking about all things pottery related, often with an eco-conscious twist, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's go. Hi, and welcome back to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about recycling clay and can you recycle clay? So, uh, so confusingly, the answer is yes and no. <laughs> so, what? Okay, so um, clay is made up of alumina, silica, and water and those um, elements go together to make, um, you know, the clay that we know, like if we're potters, the clay that we make things out of, um, it's, uh, it, it stays the same, you know, when it's from when it's uh, very wet in terms of a slip to um, all the way through to when it's like bone dry. So the molecular structure of clay is the same throughout that process, throughout the drying process. Although water is lost, there is still water molecules in the clay body. So um, when clay is a slip, when it's wet clay and when it's leather hard and when it's dry, all of those states of clay can be turned always back into usable um, clay. And the way that potters do this is in a process called reclaiming. So reclaiming clay, I mean, if you if you go to like a kind of, um, you know, like community pottery setting or educational setting, you may have seen them do this because they <laughs> have to reclaim like large quantities of clay from like all the bits that people don't, you know, want to fire, all the broken parts, things that they don't, you know, want to kind of take through into the kind of like finishing stage and things. So, um, the process is generally that all these little bits of, you know, scrap clay and uh, pot that you made and then you squashed it accidentally and you don't want it anymore, um, but it's not been fired yet. All of those things generally go into like um, what some potters call like a reclaiming bin. And it's basically like a bucket or, you know, something similar, a container with just loads of bits of clay. And um, one of the ways that potters reclaim their clay is that they dry it out. So they kind of just let all these bits dry and then they then add water um, and then the clay, what's called slakes down. And that's when the clay kind of disintegrates. So it's very easy to disintegrate it when it's dry, um, if you add water. So that's why potters generally kind of like, to, uh, sometimes like dry their clay and then add the water. It slakes down and then it's much kind of um, easier to then mix into wet clay again. So Another way of doing it is just to kind of have a bin, um, you know, reclaiming bin of clay and just chuck all kind of wet, wet clay and stuff and all the kind of scraps from throwing pots and stuff. You can do that as well. But it, the, the reason that potters dry their clay out before slaking it down is it just is easier to get a kind of even um, like consistency of clay. So if you have like wet clay, um, you might have bits which are a bit harder than others. Um, you might have bits which went in a bit more dry and then they've slaked down really well if there's you know, water in there. So that is the reason generally that potters 
will dry their clay out first. This is the kind of ideal way of reclaiming clay. Dry it all out first, then add the water, then it slakes down completely evenly. And then what potters do is that they take this kind of very wet sort of sloppy clay and they put it onto um, like a board or it could be like what's called a plaster bat. So that's kind of like, um, it'd be like a really big piece of plaster that um, like you might have seen in like, you know, for evening classes and stuff, they have like these huge plaster bats. When I went to evening classes, there were like so many of them all kind of drying clay at the same time. And that like sucks the water out of the very wet clay. And then it can be reclaimed. It can be wedged again, you know, kneaded again. Um, it can be put through um, a pug mill, which is when it kind of like gets put through the top and then it kind of comes out as like a usable piece of clay. So it can be like, you know, kind of sausage shape normally. Um, and then they can be stored in like airtight uh, containers. So yeah, the pug mill kind of compresses it and like, you know, squishes it all together into kind of like a usable state. Um, but you can just do it by hand as well by like just taking it off the plaster bat, you know, and kneading it. And actually I have to say, I don't actually use a plaster bat. Um, I've not made a plaster bat. I just literally put the clay out on like a piece of wood, like a plank of wood. Um, and then it dries that way. And, um, you know, in the summer, it usually takes, you know, maybe a couple of days to dry out to the point where you can then knead it. Um, in the winter, it takes a lot longer. Um, and that's how clay is effectively recycled back into um, usable clay. So um, clay is effectively infinitely recyclable at this stage, which is just incredible. So if you make a mistake, you just put it in the reclaiming bin, you can then reclaim the clay and you can just keep going um, forevermore <laughs> until you've made something you actually want to fire. Um, so I've got some top tips actually for reclaiming clay, um, which I'll just like um, mention now. So the first one is that um, you don't need, you know, a plaster bat. Um, like I said, I just use like a plank of wood. Um, uh, another top tip is that um, it's actually easier to reclaim clay, I think, when it's like a bit warmer outside. Um, so the times when I've reclaimed clay uh, sort of in a, like a damp shed <laughs> in the winter, it's taken such a long time to dry that um, like seriously kind of couple of weeks to dry. Um, I mean, you can do it, but it just takes a very long time. Um, and then another top tip is that quite often what you'll have is like very wet clay in the middle and then like kind of very dry clay around the side. And you don't really want, you want clay to be drying evenly. So you could potentially, you know, it's a good idea to like kind of turn it during the reclaiming process, you know, during the drying process and sort of try and get all of it like the same dryness. So if you're getting any bits around the side, you know, you could even cover them with plastic and then you know exposing the other bit so it kind of like dries a bit better um that's one way of kind of doing it but you really want the clay to be kind of like evenly evenly dried so yeah if you've got any hard bits turn them turn them into the middle and then you know let other expose other parts of the air basically um and then my final top tip is just really to kind of maybe do it in small bits, you know, if you're doing it like at home or something, it's um, it's a lot easier to do like little bits of reclaiming as you go along. So obviously if you're like, you know, in a education setting, like um, evening classes or something, you don't have to worry about this. Like hopefully there'll be like a technician of the pottery studio that will be like doing all of this reclaiming. You can just chuck it in the bin and forget about it. But if you're doing it at home, I found that like, 
the more I do like small batches of it, the better, like the better it goes. When I, when I have a lot to do, I just start feeling a bit like overwhelmed. It's like, how am I going to get all this dry and stuff? So I've been sort of trying to practice like just doing small batches and it's much more manageable. It's also much more manageable to kind of need small batches and then store it. Um, yeah, cause it does take quite a lot of strength to like, kind of, you know, be like kneading this clay and <laughs> it's quite tiring. So it's quite good doing just like small batches. Um, okay. So there we go. Clay can be recycled up until that point, up until it's dry clay. Okay. But when it goes in the kiln, um, its molecular structure changes from heating. So it actually loses some of its water molecules. And at that point, so during like the bisque firing, its molecular structure changes to the point where it's lost its, its water molecules, some of them, and it can't go back to being um, wet clay again. So once it's been fired, um, that's it. You can't reclaim it back into um, wet clay. So in terms of recycling clay, you know, at that point after it's been fired, so either at the bisque firing or the glaze firing, really your kind of only option is to kind of, um, I guess, you know, think about repurposing it rather than recycling it. So it can be kind of like maybe, I don't know, I've seen people make mosaics out of like, you know, crockery or pottery. Um, there's that Japanese technique, isn't there, where a broken pot is then mended with gold, um, which is just beautiful. Um, so there's kind of, you know, it might be like, like repurposing your kind of your your already fired pot, but there's no way of kind of essentially recycling it. So the, the clay will have become, you know, especially if it's fired up to glaze firing, the clay will have become um, sintered, which means that the molecules actually like fuse together, the clay molecules fuse together. And, you know, when it's been fired up to um, stoneware temperatures, it becomes vitrified. So it means that water then, it's impermeable to water, water can't get through. So, um, yeah, so at that point, um, it'll be just, yeah, just, um, it, just kind of like, you know, thinking of different uses for the pot, basically. Um, yeah, so, okay, so I hope you've enjoyed the episode on recycling clay. I hope it's been kind of, um, yeah, like if you've been like confused about like, uh, um, you know, what, can you recycle clay or not? I don't understand. Um, yeah, so just to let you know that yes, you can up to a point, but then you can't. So, well, you can, but you'll have to repurpose it. You can't really recycle it back into clay. So, um, yeah, so uh, like, yeah, thank you so much for joining me and have a fantastic week and um, I'll see you next time on the podcast.